0: How are we doing everyone and welcome to episode 11 of Talking to Mod. This week we've got Colin Hegner who I spent a lot of time on the road with when I was on tour with the Brian Jonestown Massacre. We're going to talk about that time he bailed me out in Brighton because someone ran off the stage and we're going to talk about his band federal as well. So ladies and gentlemen, sit back, relax and listen to episode 11 of Talking to Mod. There we go, Hello. how are you my friend? All right, how you doing? Very, very well, do you like the... Uh... you representing? Of course, of course. Thank you. But um, first of all, how are you mate, you well? Yeah, doing all
1: right, you know, we just got done playing a couple of shows here. Um, So yeah, I'm good. A
0: little exhausted from traveling all the time,
1: but you know, can't complain too much. <laughs>
0: If it's anything, if if I can help, mate, I've had about two hours sleep. I had to be at the airport for four this morning. Oh, um, yeah, four o'clock. And then it's just brutal with the little man. But uh, the missus and little Lonnie are upstairs watching some kids program. They'll probably be asleep when I go back up. But that's the life we live now, eh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's great, mate. First of all, mate, I want to thank you for joining me on this podcast. Um, they've been going really well. And as soon as I sort of had an idea that i was going to do something like this i thought i've got to get some of the boys from the tour and you were the first one to spring to mind because um on the tour i, I don't know I, I mean i got on with everyone because i'm sure you'll agree with this as well it's like a family mm-hmm. but uh, i don't know probably because me and you have been talking the most since the tour's finished uh so i've, I've got a bit of a bond with you <laughs> that's
1: great uh, good times some wild times you know so sort really of like creates a bond
0: as you've like experienced these things that no one else can really understand unless you're there. Oh, so. I know. But just imagine if I wasn't sober and I was still on the drink, it would have been a whole different ball game, <laughs> mate. <laughs> so how did you get into music in the first in the first place, mate? Oh,
1: oh man, I just always loved music. Um I you know, just, my my dad's a musician. Um he owns a recording studio. So I just grew up Grew up around people playing music, and um, you know, my dad's a drummer, so you know, I started playing violin when I was a kid, and then I started playing stand up bass, and um, I played the jazz band at our school, and the orchestra, you know, and the choir, and all the basically take every single music class I could so I wouldn't have to take, you know, like more math classes or something, you know, and uh, i has been going at it ever since, you know
0: so you say your dad was a musician and that i take it growing up you had all different kinds of instruments all around the house so it was easy for you to just grab one and try and learn it straight away
1: yeah yeah definitely definitely like i said my dad's a drummer um so you know he had a lot of percussion stuff around weirdly i'm not very good at playing drums um (laughs) which i wish i was but um yeah so there's always guitars and you know pianos and stuff around so i just got into it but you know it's like i have a love of you know music and i mean for me like the first thing i can remember is like hearing a beatles track you know like it's kind of my first memory and uh it's always like fascinating like the power of music
0: you know no definitely it speaks all different languages you know it it brings everyone together music mate um that was going to bring me on to the next one i was going to say do you remember the first Sort of record you went out and bought yourself but it sounds like it might have been a beatles one
1: yeah i mean i didn't buy that my parents
0: record um
1: yeah but i listened you know revolver is my favorite record of theirs maybe a record but anyway like i remember just listening to beat like over and over what is that seemed like it was from outer space or something you know like just the vocal harmonies songs are so amazing um, but yeah, I think <laughs> the first record that I bought is, pr- is probably a lot more embarrassing. Who was it? <laughs> Actually, it's not too bad. Um, I went out to Tower Records and I got two CDs. I got, um, Public Enemy and, uh, Boys to, Boys to- the Men. Boys to Men and Public Enemy. Yeah. That's not <laughs> Too bad, you know.
0: Fifty percent's all right. <laughs> I was brilliant, you. <laughs> man. Brilliant. What kind of hit did you have musical heroes growing up? When I was growing up, yeah. Like, did you? I mean, for me, growing up, my hero was Paul Weller, you know. But I was never going to be a musician. Um, so I tried on the tour bus to play a tune out of the guitar, but yeah. it weren't for me. I'll leave it to you, boys. <laughs> Well,
1: I mean, I just, you know, of course, I love,
0: you know, the
1: dudes from the 60s. That's kind of where my heart is. So, you know, I, like, when I was younger, I was obsessed with, like, Jimi Hendrix, Jim Morrison, you know, John Lennon, those kinds of folks. I was kind of really what I was into. That's all I ever really wanted to do in my life was to be in a rock band. <laughs> and, and you're living the
0: dream, mate. I guess so. <laughs> <laughs> That's... That, that. That's what I was gonna mention though. I mean, was it always a dream for you to be in a band? And I mean you just answered it there, but I mean it's I think it's every kid's dream when they grow up, they're like, Right, I wanna I wanna headline Glastonbury or, you know, I wanna I wanna bring out a number one album, but you know, you yeah. mentioned there you wanted to be in a rock band and, and that is living the dream really, mate, isn't it?
1: Yeah, I mean I took a sort of weird route to it because, you know, like I said, I, I did a lot of like classical and jazz stuff when I was younger. And in fact, I went to, um, I got a scholarship to uni- the University of Oregon and for the uh, the jazz program playing stand-up bass. Um, and, I, you know, I love jazz music. I love classical music too. But I realized that I was never good enough in the genres because the people who are good in the genres are pretty incredible, like, like technical musicians and not to say that you know be like technically amazing in rock and roll but there's just different things that are more important you know like uh, how things sound um, in in rock and um, so I you know I was more drawn to that I did actually finish my studies in um, at the university so weirdly in
0: music which i think is pretty unusual for <laughs> and it's, um. i only found out well last time we spoke to each other it was probably about a month ago but before then someone said he's the best whistler ever and i was thinking what like thinking like like that you know whistling with your fingers in your teeth or something right. but um you sent me some music and i, I, I must admit very catchy I think, I think my favorite song um mm. tribe
1: yeah. i think it is that
0: one that and that's in a film as well isn't it if i'm not mistaken you mentioned it's
1: it's in a the trailer for the banshees and the Sharon, yeah brilliant little song man brilliant song
0: how did that come about
1: uh the trailer or the song the or my whistling <laughs> <laughs> Um, well, I I also really, really love Ennio Morricone, um, as anybody who's ever heard and I just love soundtracks from, you know, the late sixties and early seventies, especially like the Italian stuff and the European stuff of that era. So I was just always fascinated with the different melodic instruments that existed, you know, in these genres. Um... So I started thinking, well, why couldn't you bring some of that stuff, like more of a rock band setting? which is how I started doing the whistling thing with my band um i I've always been a pretty good whistler, but I never thought it would be like any sort of like a useful thing. <laughs> I never like thought to develop the the skill I started doing and I was like, oh I guess I'm pretty good at this. There's definitely people who are much much, better, but I feel like I've got a you know particular uh style that is unique and um People seem to like it. So yeah, I've just been doing it. And I think
0: I've actually, I've gotten a lot better at it over the years. I, I mean, I think it's brilliant, mate. Honestly, like I was walking, you sent me the, the song, uh, the link to the song tribe. And I was walking around Belfast, listening to it. It was like, I felt like I was in like Red Dead Redemption or something like that. I was loving it, mate. Yeah. That, that's brilliant. And not only that, you kindly sent me a lovely care package. Um, I'm repping the shirt. It's, yes. It's because- and um i've got these two f- fantastic albums as well that you sent me oh cool. uh cool oh, No, beautiful were not they eh? glad you got those oh, i love them mate and uh this this one i think i'm playing more at the yeah. moment i mean don't get me wrong they're fantastic i'm not playing smoke up your yeah. ass because you know if i thought they were pony i wouldn't listen to them but they're really really good but at the moment i keep on finding myself drawn to this one mate and uh, yeah. the misses is the same and I mean let's touch up a little bit about these albums so take it this one was first wasn't it no that's the newest one actually was this one the first one
1: one? Um, that's actually the uh, that's our fourth record and then the other white one is our fifth
0: brilliant man so is it? so how long has this one been out for now now it
1: came out in 2019 I think yeah 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 and then after that we put out an EP of like covers and about a, a single as well and then uh, I have a whole new record but
0: it's not I'm still working on it it's good man I absolutely love it and I mean I'm going to bring up uh, a story in a minute about how you write your songs but I just saw a comment saying something about your sound on your end keeps coming in and out but I don't know I don't think that's anything we could do mm. Yeah, sorry. Listen, we're professionals, mate. We're roll with the punches, do you know what I mean? Sorry about that. Don't be sorry, mate. Listen, these things things happen. But, um, yeah, so I remember when we... Going on to the way you write songs and that, I remember when we were at the Barrowlands and uh, there was a bit of a break in between songs. And I looked over and you had this book on an amp and you were just writing and I was thinking, what's he doing? He's shopping list or something like that. I thought you were ordering a Chinese, but you know, asking the boys what they want. Right. And then I went up to you and I'm like, what were you doing, mate? And you're like, it's the best time to write a song. And I was like, what?
1: <laughs> yeah. Sometimes I like, I'll have things pop into my head, you know, the strangest times. And, uh. Sometimes if you don't write them down get them, you'll lose them. So, yeah, I I remember that specifically because I had a really good idea for a lyric. In fact, I sent you the song because I did a song recently before we went on this trip. But anyhow, I had a good idea for a lyric, and uh, we were just in between songs. So I do it whenever I can. You know, it happens on stage a lot, actually.
0: Unbelievable people, mate. Unbelievable. But I know I jumped to the chase there, but how did it come about getting involved with the Brian Jonestown master, mate?
1: That's a a funny story. Um, So I had opened up, I had a band in Portland. They were sort of like the local 60s inspired drug rock band. (laughs) Um, And we had opened up for um, for Brian Jonestown. We had opened up the Warlocks, beautiful for Woods Band. He had a band in Portland. Matt used to be in B-Jam. Anyhow, um, so we Anton was we opened up for <coughs> for jam And uh, funny enough, so me and the drummer from that band we were friends. And uh, Anton had posted Friendster. This is you know before MySpace. Anton's always been pretty, you know. On, on it about the social media stuff. So I posted the thing, friends just needed a trust. And uh, my friend volunteered with me without asking me to do it. He called me up and he's like, Man, um, Anton said that we can be in, in the band. Um, can you be in two weeks? And I was like, well, At the point, I had two jobs, had a girlfriend um one of them was working for my dad. i was like hey dad was like yeah that's fine so that took care of that and then i talked to my other boss he was like yeah totally I was like, all right and then i talked to my girlfriend she's like i think we should break up
0: oh, <laughs> oh wow
1: So i was just all, all of a sudden very free um so yeah i drove down <clears throat> did, did a tour and we all were um my first show doing doing a show with DJM being up for Arthur Lee and love um, and it was kind of blew my mind the whole thing because I went from being in a pretty small Portland band to, to doing something like that it was a major change yeah. Yeah. Um, um, but yeah and then uh, I just sort of kept doing it um, and it's been almost 16 years
0: yeah, I was going to bring that up. You've been in there a long time now, and I mean, you, you've played some fantastic venues. I mean, I've been lucky enough to have been in some of them venues with you guys on the most recent tour, and I mean, you've played some brilliant festivals as well. Um, I mean, Glastonbury, for, any, for just just for example, right? Um, I was speaking to uh, Will Sargent, who we met on the uh, BJM tour. He came to the Liverpool show, Echo and the Bunnyman guitarist, and I was saying... You know, to play Glastonbury, that's got to be like a footballer scoring the winner in an FA Cup final. That's just like, it's well up there, isn't it? I mean, explain, you know, how are you feeling getting prepared for that, mate?
1: Yeah, that was pretty nuts, man. Um, Because we played some big gigs, but that was was one of the bigger ones that, you know, had ever come up. And, uh, you know, I don't really get nervous before playing or anything, but... When I kind of walked out there and saw the crowd, I was like, "Okay, this is a little intimidating," (laughs) but you know, at a certain point, you just get up there and you know, it's just like any other gig. You 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 play how you know how to play, and you do your best. And actually, I think it was a really good show. I watched the footage of it. I don't know, like a year ago. It stands up. I think it's a pretty good set.
0: I think the host tips on youtube if i'm not mistaken because um is, yeah. sometimes me and my partner relive a gig and uh we watched normally i pick one i pick the jam uh, the like bingley hall and then she picked uh, the brian jonestown massacre at um glastonbury and it's right. blown away mate honestly like I'm, again like you know i know people who listen and listen back to this they go oh it's just you know brain smoke up their ass but it's like for me to, to have been in that environment to have watched you guys every night, yeah. like what you said when you went from playing the small venues to the bigger venues, it blew my mind because yeah. I was aware, of course I was aware of the Brian Jonestown massacre. You know, everyone does. But, like, to see you play every night, it, it, it was, like, an absolute pleasure. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. and, you know, it, I tried to explain this, but not one show is, is ever the same. You know, sometimes you go and see a gig uh, or, or a band, and they play the same songs every gig. You know, but watching you guys, it was never the same every night. It was totally different. You never knew what you were going to get, yeah. and that's what made it even more exciting. Nice. Yeah. <clears throat> I mean, there's there's
1: definitely an element of like improvisation that exists in our in our group. You know, within a certain framework. So I think within that framework, there's actually a lot of freedom to you know, do some different things and bring, you know, take things into different directions. Um, So that's nice because, you know, if if we're just going out there and banging out the same thing over and over and over and over, it'd probably be pretty boring. So I think it keeps it really interesting. And I think it makes it interesting for the crowd too, you know, people that come to multiple shows and stuff like that, um, because they'll see something different, you know, and that's kind of the idea, um,
0: kind of try to get lost in
1: the moment as much as we can,
0: you know. Exactly, and and here's another thing I picked up as well. The fan base that B J M has is so loyal, and they are they would go and travel hundreds of miles just to go and see them. There was one, I think it was you, Colin, who introduced me to this girl in uh, I think it was Glasgow, yeah. and she'd been to something ridiculous like. Yeah. A, 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 I can't remember how many shows, but she went to like six on this tour. She went to, you know, 10 on another. It was something ridiculous like how yeah. many shows she went to. Yeah, that's
1: Diana. She's, she's that's amazing. It. Yeah. She's, she's been to a lot of shows. Yeah, for sure. I don't. I, I can't remember how many, but it's a significant It's a significant number.
0: <laughs> I remember because I think Ryan was with us as well. And you were both telling me. And then she spoke to me and told me how many shows. And I was like... What? <laughs> like, I haven't even seen my football team play that many times. And you've seen a <laughs> band play that many times. Like, is that it? 175 times? I think I think, was some, I think it's something like that, yeah. yeah. That is incredible.
1: And there's definitely some other folks who come to a lot of shows, you know, like specifically, like, you know, we'll come to a lot of the shows in the UK or we'll come to a lot of the shows in certain, certain parts of the US tour. Mm. So, you know, it's nice. Plus, you know, you sort of get to know some, some of these folks. And,
0: you know, honestly, a lot of them are, are my friends at this
1: point, you know. So it's kind of neat.
0: Do you have a favourite venue that you like to play?
1: Oh, jeez. That's a tough one. Um, I mean, I, I love the Bearlands. Like, you brought that up. Like, that's such an iconic place. Um, there's... Uh, I really like playing stubs in, in Austin also, it's like sort of, sort of outdoor, but not totally outdoor, you know? So it's kind of a neat vibe and they do some really cool projections on this, um, this backdrop that they have there. So that's always pretty cool. Um, but yeah, I dunno, there's, I mean, there's more of course, but oh, like, those and are the ones. That I yeah. The, the, the,
0: Every time I ask this question, right, the Barrowlands is normally always up. That like, yeah, eighty-five percent of the time, it's people always say, so "Cool!" That. on like,
1: so much history, you know. Like, Bowie climbed up to the ceiling and like ripped
0: a star off of the ceiling. Exactly. I remember you telling me that. Someone told me that, and I was thinking how cool would it be if I did that? But then it would have made the same, like, oh, who nicked the other guy? Or just some some magician, random magician, no one knows. <laughs> it. But David Bowie nicked that one, you know right. what I mean? Yeah, yeah. But I mean, everything like, about it, even the dressing rooms, it was like going back in time, wasn't it?
1: Yeah, totally. That's what I love about it. It's I, I get kind of tired of, like, the really modern places that are sort of, like, uh, everything's very the same or whatever. But that place has a lot of, like... You know it's got a lot of spirit and it feels like it's you know unique and of its time and it's just you know there's so much history in that room
0: of cool, yeah, course cool. no, uh, yeah what about a favorite song you got one that you really enjoy playing
1: hmm with bjm yeah um there's a couple i mean um i really like nevertheless um i really like when joker's attack um there's you know some of the newer ones are really great you know i th- I think it's really cool that anton is um you know playing so much new material, you know so the, the last song that we play abandoned Ship, is is a real it's it's got a lot of chutzpah so that that one's really fun to play too um yeah i don't know i i'm I'm constantly impressed with anton's creativity and like ability to come up with. Entirely new things, um, you know. We, our set when I first started playing is completely different than when it was in the middle of when, when I was playing, and like even what we're doing now is just completely different. A lot of bands are like trapped into like we have to play, you know, these songs that everybody knows, um, and that kind of turns you into being less, <clears throat> you know, it's more of like a nostalgia thing, mm-hmm. as opposed to some someone who's like still making new stuff that's just as good as anything they ever made. So I don't know. That's <laughs> a long-winded
0: answer, but... No, <laughs> not, not at all. Not at all. And going on to Anton there, you know, um, when, when I come off the tour, after I come home, yeah. and I had a few weeks to myself to chill out. And then before I did some other shows, um, yeah. I listened to, because he gave me sort of homework. He said, you've got to listen to the first album, to the most recent album, right? Yeah. And... Uh, <sighs> Like you said, the way he just keeps on coming up with something, he's just a genius. And uh, again, I don't throw that word around because it's not something that should be just gifted out. But I mean, it's incredible the stuff he does. And like I remember one night on the tour bus, he played me something new that he was working on or something with his his, his speaker. He said, listen to this. And I was like, Jesus Christ. It's incredible, and, and, you know, just how many instruments he can play. And there's, for instance, myself, I can't even play. Well, I can play the spoons, do you know what I mean? So that's fine. (laughs) But, like, the amount of instruments he can play is, it's incredible, isn't it? You know, and I mean, like you said, uh, yeah, that's that's just the talent, isn't it, really? You've either got it or you haven't. You can't teach that, it just comes natural to him.
1: Yeah, I mean, you can, You can practice and you can learn and you can practice more, but I think there's a certain level of like, you know, some people are just born with that talent and that ability, and you know, maybe not, maybe not everyone is, you know. So, it's it's a lot of hard work, but it's also a lot of just innate talent, and uh, he's definitely got
0: both going for him. Hundred percent, man, hundred percent. Now you've toured numerous times, mate. You know, you've been to some fantastic parts of the world. Yeah, you've got probably more tours than I've ever had dinners, right? But was it the first time you've ever been on a tour with a magician? You know, it was.
1: And uh it was it was pretty great, I gotta say. I loved watching you every night, man. It was so it was so fun and like you're you're so witty and like I love how you like have comebacks with the crowd. Like it's you're really on top of it and it's it's
0: really, really great. It's fun. Appreciate that that's a lovely thing to say. It really is. Um you remember when you had to help me out in Brighton?
1: Yeah, I sure do.
0: <laughs> so for the people who don't know what happened, okay, um, I we played Brighton three nights in a row, and I think this was the second night in Concord 2. I think that's And uh, I bring up um, someone to help me out, and... Uh, from this lady out of the crowd she come up and helped me and i noticed when she was standing next to me that she was a little bit like oh my god i'm not sure if i should be here you know that sort of that so we got her to pick a card um, yeah. then i brung out this trap and said you know this is gonna happen and that no it wasn't the trap one it was the envelope one was not it yes that's it and i said uh, oh i think the trick's gone wrong of course it hasn't i'm building it up right. and before i know it she's gone Fuck this and walked off the stage as <laughs> it she right. She ran away, yeah. And it <laughs> weren't until after that I got told that she um she might have overdone it on the mushrooms before. Yeah. <laughs> well, <right. laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. Well what happened I was watching I was watching your set from the side of the stage and so you you had called her up. I think her husband actually was like, Have her come up, it's her birthday or something. Yes. And, yeah, and so she came up and she I noticed that she was like terrified. And I'm like, oh, you're gonna be fine. Everything's gonna be okay. Don't worry. And she's like, Well, I don't know if I can do this. And I'm like, why? Oh, it's gonna be fun. She's like, Well, I've taken a pill. It's <laughs> like oh, okay, well, you know, maybe that'll calm you down. Maybe that'll you know be good for you. And then she's like, But I've also taken mushrooms. It's <laughs> like, Oh, well, uh I, I don't know how that's gonna work <laughs> <laughs> That's a bit of a curveball. And uh so yeah, when she was up doing the, you know, doing the, the routine with you, and I think she just got completely terrified, and I remember she just like ran away, and ran out of the <laughs> building in fact, and you're standing up there like, I, I have to finish this, like, but my 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 assistant person is gone, and I was like, I'll help out, I'll do
0: it, I'll do it, <laughs> but yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah bailed me out, and the trick was a success, but I mean. I just found that you wouldn't <laughs> I, you wouldn't get that with your average crowd. Do you know what I mean? I just think for me that is yeah. one of the standout moments, you know. You went on the tour with BJM, you end up bring, out of all the people in the crowd, you happen to pick someone who's overdone it on the mushrooms and popped a pill just before they've gone on the stage. I think that's incredible. Like yeah. Paul Daniels didn't have to deal with mm-hmm. that, did he?
1: No, I doubt it. I don't think so. <laughs>
0: it was so funny though. And I mean yeah i want to talk talk about the time when we were on the bus as well away from the music and we, we of course you know lovely lovely tour buses and yeah. we were very lucky to to be on that and they got like a lounge upstairs yeah. and i think we were watching it was the first time i've watched it the prisoner oh yeah and that's great that was trippy though like i was like watching it thinking have i taken something here like what is going on here and I, I completely happened, you know what I mean? I'm like, yeah, this is weird, man. But I enjoyed it.
1: Yeah. I didn't know that was your first time watching that. It's so great. Yeah.
0: No, no. It's really neat. And the Pink Panther as well,
1: wasn't it? Ah. Yeah, we watched a bunch of that, yeah. That
0: was <laughs> so so the fun. first time for me again.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Stuff is so funny. That's that's another thing that's just kind of fun about being on, on these tours. It's like, you know being around people and having, you know, especially Joel, like he'll suggest that we watch something because he's got impeccable taste, you know, and, uh, you know, we'll end up watching. Something I'd never seen before and some, you know, I never would have heard about it if it wasn't for Joel bringing up or somebody bringing it up. And it's just like the neatest experience, sharing, watching all these things together, you know, in that environment.
0: I remember, um, Andrea, I think she had uh, the best of Tommy Cooper. In with all the DVDs, and I remember everyone was like, especially Ryan. I don't think Ryan even. I might have got this wrong, but a few people didn't hear, have not heard of Tommy Cooper, and I was like, oh my God, you've got to watch this. You've got to watch this. Yeah. This is going to be like, I don't know, the best thing ever. You you know, and uh, you got to check it out. And um, I remember we watched it a few times, and uh, <laughs> I think it went down quite well. Yeah. You know, I think Tim loved it. I think and Shay did as well. He thought it was brilliant, but then yeah. a few of them were like. Oh, so this is where you get some of your material from. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, great. I probably never would I had never seen that before either, yeah. No, and I mean, another thing I liked is just such a wide range of music on the whole bus with everyone together. I remember we had some jam sessions um, straight after the gigs, used to have someone put their phone on, and uh, I remember Ryan got me into some, I can't think of the woman's name, but it was like really folky and it was unbelievable. And then um just, it was just so nice. It was like a music lesson. I was learning and listening to all different types of music. And I mean, that's gotta be something as well. That is also great to have, you know, you do the show and then you're winding down with your mates, relaxing, and you're listening to all different types of music. really
1: amazing. Yeah, no, I've, heard so much stuff just <clears throat> that I'd never ever would have heard had I not been in this band, you know, just the hours that we spend, we spend so many hours just like, traveling and like, you know, so much of touring is like, waiting around, or like being in a moving vehicle, you know, so it's great to like, you know, to spend that time like sharing music and stuff. And I've, I've learned so much stuff from all the folks in this band has been really incredible. Um, I'm really grateful
0: about it all that, you know, because just opens your mind. 100%. I remember Anton giving me one rule before I went on the tour, and he was like, no fucking Oasis on the tour bus. That's it. <laughs> I was like, okay. okay. <laughs> but I mean, again, Colin, I've got a couple more questions before I let you go, mate, so I know you're a very busy man, and I do appreciate your time. So once again, thank you for taking time out with me, mate. Very happy to be here. You mentioned Joe. Joel oh, there and I got again another person I got on really well with, uh, like I mentioned I got on with you all so well. and um, but it was great to have a few moments with with it's like sometimes it was just me and you and it was me and Ryan and then it was just me and Joel and I remember yeah. him, I asking him I think it was Anton's idea or it was someone's idea, it might have been Joel's idea about me coming up and helping out like with the song, the last song, yeah. Chip, playing in that and uh that was I remember being like oh shit, it's all right with Anton, 'cause dogs i don't just want to walk on it <laughs> you know what i mean like with the maracas and that but yeah. it went down quite well was, and um yeah that was really fun to have you there I'm, it was just it felt like for you know for that i think the song was about six seven minutes long right for them minutes right you yeah. know to be on the stage we did it in the barrowlands we did it in belfast and then we did it on the last one in london and right. it was like yeah. I'm part of a band, like for say ten minutes. Yeah. It, was, it was like wow, you know. And we um, totally um, were man, that was really great. But it was so nice to see it from your point of view because when you see it, when you're doing the magic, everyone's chilled out. It's like a bingo ball. But when you're up there rocking it, right, and, and looking at the crowd, I'm like, oh wow. And I remember one point in the Barrowlands, I was so fixed on the crowd going. Oh, yeah. my God. And I just kept on shaking him, And Joel's like, you're out of tune. You're out of tune. <laughs> uh, time. I was out of tune. I know, right? But, mate, you must yeah. just be having a lovely... But I talk, just a quick one. Joel's um, bringing out a book uh, next year, isn't it? Is it February?
1: That's right, yeah. It just got announced, and so you can pre-order it right now. If you go to, like, Joel's, you know, social media, he's got links to it there where you can pre-order it. Um, And I've been I've been reading his writing for ever since he's kind of started doing that. Um, And I I think his writing is just really incredible. Um, You know, like, obviously, he has a lot of stories from being in this band, just stories from his life in general. But his the way that he tells the story is so incredible. It's so funny and like it's so unique to his own voice. so I definitely recommend anybody who finds that stuff interesting to like go and like pre-order it because it's really great. Um, I've read, I haven't read the final version of it, but I've been reading stuff that he's been posting on Patreon, uh, for a while and it's incredible stuff. So I definitely recommend people checking that out.
0: And I mean, going back to his writing, And I remember, um, you sent me a link, uh, to, to, he'd done a lovely little review about me being on tour and just saying, yeah, just the what he said was lovely and i mean um yeah he is a fantastic writer because i used to often see him in the dressing room on his laptop and i always wondered was he writing songs and that but um when i found out he was writing yeah it was just brilliant man and i I look forward to reading that book i mean uh is that something you would ever like to do
1: oh maybe i mean i i i probably have to work on my writing quite a bit to get anywhere where i felt like confident enough about it um Although, you know, I, I, one thing I do do, which I've thought about doing in the past is I write down a lot of funny quotes that people say, so this wouldn't exactly be like a, you know, like a nonfiction book or anything, but I have a lot of funny things that people have said over the years. And I think it might be kind of a fun thing to like make a coffee table book of funny, stupid things that people say on tour, you know, and like, maybe I got a bunch of pictures too, so I could pair it with some pictures. I don't know. Maybe I'll do that one day. I, I, do have it, a lot, I do have a lot of stories,
0: so. <laughs> Once again, thank you, mate. I want to leave you with this one. So what does the next 12 months hold for you, mate?
1: Um, well, we're doing the
0: Manchester Psych Fest, um, I think,
1: in about a week. <coughs> and That's
0: week, the isn't it? Yeah.
1: yeah. And then I have a bunch of uh, bunch of shows with uh, my band Federale in Portland. And then also we're going to do a West Coast thing um but i am i'm gonna be working in the. Stu- i own a studio so i do a lot of like mixing as well as like doing music for films and stuff and i've got a film thing lined up so that's kind of my next big project is
0: trying to start working on that film score brilliant man brilliant next time i see you i want you to at least know one magic trick you got a deal
1: Kay. i'm gonna have to where am I going to learn about this, though? You'll have to give me some resources. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Listen, you can find everything on YouTube these days. don't you? Oh, Okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'll
1: come up with my own. How about that? I'll, I'll get creative and make my own.
0: 100% man. But once again, I know, I know. like I said, you're a very busy guy at the moment. And um, I appreciate you taking your time out to chat to me on this. And I think people have enjoyed it. It's been a great chat. So thank you. Yeah. Thank
1: you for having me do it, man it's so great to talk
0: to you always it's It's good to see you it's it's always good to see you you're looking well man so i'm going to love you and leave you mate and enjoy the rest of the time away cheers see you soon brother take take care bye bye mate Bye bye so there we go um that was lovely to see colin you know he's such a lovely guy and someone i really got on well with on the tour as i mentioned i got on with the whole band uh the brian jones town um, they're just lovely guys. I mean, Ryan, um, who's commented there, he's another one I've, I love to bit So I love them all. So um, uh, yeah, it'd be nice to do with them all one day. But um, yeah, thank you everyone for listening, and this will be out on all platforms soon. And uh, thanks again to Colin, and uh, special shout out to my boy Ryan as well. So enjoy the rest of your day, everyone, and yeah, peace and love. Take care. Bye bye. the major.